You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Tanaya and Priya. Hey guys, welcome back to the Girls on the Grid podcast. Back here for episode 44 today and my first day back for the year. So it's really good to be back. I know the last few pods have been just with Tanea, which has been awesome. Obviously, you guys know that Tanea and I are always in different worlds. I'm busy, then she's busy, and then occasionally we do get to jump on a podcast together. But the next few will be with me. So yeah, I'm excited. It's really good to be back. Um, but I've been doing plenty behind the scenes. We've been doing some stuff for the socials, organizing guests, writing episodes. There's some good guests coming up and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Today's episode is with Chloe Grant. She is a 16-year-old driver from the UK and she has just completed the 2022 season of GB4. Uh, she finished ninth in the standings. And she had a really successful karting career and has had a few championships under her belt as well, um, which we will talk all about in the episode and also some of her future aspirations. So let's get straight into it. This is Girls on the Grid episode 44 with Chloe Grant. Joining me all the way from the UK today is Chloe Grant. Chloe, thank you for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I'm really looking forward to finally having a chat. Um, We've followed each other on TikTok for a while. You kept popping up and I'm like, yeah, okay, it's time. We got to get Chloe. We got to get Chloe on the podcast. But um, you've just come off uh, the 2022 season racing in the GB4 series in the Laser Tools racing entry. Um, but for those listening, let's go back to the very beginning. So can you tell us a bit about how your initial interest in motorsport began and then getting into karting? Yeah, of course. So I did start racing um, because my sister Lucy did. Um, so Lucy's nine years older than me um, and she started when she was about 14, 15. Um, the reason that she started was because she, like, it was so simple. She went to the cinema and saw the Ayrton Senna movie and she was like, Dad, I want to race. I must do this. Um, and Dad didn't actually tell us, but he did race carts as well. It wasn't anything serious. Like, he just had a bit of fun because he was mainly into bikes. So that's actually mainly what we grew up around was watching, like, British River Bikes and MotoGP on the television. So it's just k- kind of funny how it's gone the other way. Um yeah, so dad, he used to like go all over Europe with his friends, just having a bit of fun. And then he'd do track days and he actually broke his collarbone at Silverstone at Brooklyn's one time. So I think that's when he was like, right, I need to chill out. And then he did a bit of karting for fun. And luckily he met some people. So then he contacted those people when Lucy decided she wanted to start. And they obviously helped um, dad support Lucy getting into the sport. So there, then I just kind of, I obviously went to all of her races Um and I just watched her basically for about a year or two. And then when I was seven in 2013, I was like, dad, it's my turn. <laughs> and so you did have quite an impressive karting career with lots of wins, podiums, championship. So when was it that you realised, okay, it's actually, I want to take this seriously and move into something bigger? I must admit, I was like, I, I like, I can completely say I was I was good in kart racing and I loved every minute of it but obviously like people that was one thing actually people when you move up to cars 
people expect you to be on it immediately and you to be fast but they don't understand that for example gb4 last year i had very very late notice that i was doing that like i had no idea what i was racing and it was like end of february and i was like oh my god what am i gonna do and then we had laser and i was like this is a this is like a dream come true but the issue was is that i only did two test dates and that was including the one of the days of my first race weekend so and you know i i, I was coming out of a saxo that was had a roof 100 mile an hour front wheel drive to 140 no roof rear wheel drive like it was just bonkers and obviously, um, so Nicholas Taylor, for example, um, who won the championship, he did lots of testing. I heard something like he did like two years of it. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. So it's just things like that. Like people expect, like I've obviously had people say, oh, you're not, you're not a good driver. I'm like, I know my capability. And I'll admit last year was really hard year. I'm so grateful that I did it. I never, ever thought I'd be racing single seaters. Um, and I'm so grateful I got the opportunity and I would never, I would, wouldn't change, I would do it all over again. But it was just the fact people need, do under, need to understand, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes and you do need testing to be fast. Like it is as simple as that. And um, But when it comes to money as well, do you know what I mean? You can't afford, some people just can't afford to do all those days, especially with such late notice. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of things like that. Um, but when I, when I realised that motorsport was what I wanted to do, it was... I'd say as I progressed in karting and I kind of went from I went from Honda Cadets to Mini Max to Junior Max, as I progressed in the speeds of the karts, I fell more and more in love with the sport just because of the speed I would say. And um, so when I did moved up to Mini Max, I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is a bit more than just a hobby and um, and that's when me and my dad started travelling over the country doing it. Um and then when I hit juniors I was like, Okay this I'm committed to this this is what I want to do in the future but then it kind of got a bit daunting as I was uh doing more and more years of juniors because of the fact that I was like when am I going to move up to cars how are we going to do it like you just didn't know where to start you didn't know what to do so in the UK we have two scholarships oh we have three scholarships now actually so we have Janetta Junior Scholarship GACC scholarship and now we have um the rocket scholarship which is 4f4 um and so i tried out for the GACC scholarship which is junior saloon car championship which is obviously the saxos um, and i won it so i was supposed to be racing british kart racing that year and then i was so fortunate to win the scholarship to make the move up to cars which just helped massively because we didn't know how we we're going to do it and i thought i was running out of time and saying that it was 15 you know you have so you know, much time <laughs> Yeah, I know, but like in your head, you think everyone wants you when you're young. So as you get older, yeah. you're like, no. <laughs> so it's just a bit annoying like that. But yeah, I think I was really lucky to have made that step up. Um, and it's just kind of set me off now. And it's still difficult, obviously, as I said, right now it's silly season, as they say, you know, trying to get those funds together so that I can sign the contract and then announce. And But just it's, it's in that stressful, stressful bit at the moment. Um, where I can't, I'm in a, I'm in a difficult position, um, but I'm just hoping I can get a few more over the line so that I can hopefully do my absolute dream. I feel like this particular time of year with motorsport, with the season starting, it's where it's like just the biggest struggle because you really, you just don't know if you're going to, like one season could be your last because it is just so money involved and 
I know it is. It is a bit difficult. That's kind of that's what I'm like at the moment. I'm I'm keeping a positive thoughts. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to race this year, Chloe. You're going to race. Um, just I'm, manifest it. Just keep I'm manifesting it. <laughs> Good girl. Good. So you have had some pretty amazing opportunities. Obviously, racing all over the all over the place and racing in some really cool categories. But you were also the youngest person to gain a motorsport UK junior racing driver license in Scotland at age 13. How did that come about? <laughs> That's really cool. I don't know if it's just Scotland or the UK, but I've not heard of anyone else in England or or, Ireland or anywhere that's done it. Um, so yeah, so I basically, how that came about was in, I think it was tw- yeah, 2019, I went to the SMRC Awards Nights, which is a Scottish, Scottish Motor Racing Club. So basically all the like, club rounds that happen at Knock Hill Racing Circuit is run by the SMRC and so I went to their awards night just as a cart driver I, I think dad suggested going um, and then I was looking through their booklet that they had of all the awards that everyone had won and there was a um, there was a rising stars um, category and I was in it and I didn't know how because I was, I was like all the others were like minis and race cars I was just this tiny little car and I don't know how that happened um just got a reminder to join this call okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm on it um became a rising star of the SMRC um and then I got to go up on the stage and stuff and speak and when I spoke um Knock Hill Racing Circuit and a few others they they liked that I from such a young age was spoke so well um, so they were like, we'd like to help you in any way that we can. So um, Knock Hill set that up for me. And I was, I think it was in the start of March, I was about to turn 14 um, and the youngest was 14. So we're like, right, we need to get it done. We need to get it done. Um, and I luckily passed and got through it. So yeah, it was, that was all thanks to SMRC and Knock Hill Racing Circuit that that happened and they did that for me. I'm very grateful. That's really cool. And so I guess from starting in carts to where you are now, um, what sort of cars have you raced over the years or categories? Because you mentioned you had the saloon championship as well. I think that's what it was called, the saloon cars. We have a similar thing here in Australia. But, um, yeah, yeah you there, guys there's have a few. A lot of so we have so many. It's Yeah, I've wild. noticed that. You guys don't have F4, do you? You just have Formula Ford. Do we, have, we did. Yeah, we have Formula 3, but it's very, like, it's not very popular. It's... <laughs> Like really cool cars, but just not that many people yeah. in it. But yeah, no, we have um like so many um state series everywhere, and we have like a new category coming up every year. So oh. it's it's good, and they're definitely like finding. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but they're kind of finding ways to um make it a little bit cheaper over here. Yeah, so that's what GB4's purpose was, actually. Yeah. And yeah. that's why that was invented. And that's why a lot of people, a lot of people on my TikTok videos, when I post my GB4 car, they go, oh, where's the halo? I'm, I can't be bothered answering full questions now. I just respond and say it fell off because I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much to explain. Like, I yeah, I, I totally agree. Having halos, 100%. But the thing is with GB4 is Jonathan Palmer invented it so that people young so people could race f4 for a much cheaper price which it is and they've done that successfully but if you add a halo you can't just add a halo onto a car that is a new full car and doing that means just having the gen 2 car which having the gen 2 car just makes it british f4 and then the price is just going to go up because you have to buy all those new cars so it is a 
uh, situation is and I, I understand people's concern like I had an incident where someone's wheel was like here and I was like oh my god give me I a saw that. it's so uh there's been times where I've seen crashes and I'm like if they didn't have a halo that would be just like head gone the, yeah the halo is amazing so I understand people's concerns but the whole purpose is it just adds so much money and it would just basically be British F4 it wouldn't be GB4 and um, so I think I'm hoping they're looking at into that and trying to find a way around it but I have no idea whatsoever but I, yeah that's just kind of uh what they have um well obviously I did quite I did seven years of kart racing um and then I've done so I've only this is my third year of cars now so I did Saxos um and then GB4 and then this year as well and um, but I've tested the likes of I tested a touring car um um I tested uh, British F4 um I I've driven I've driven the Honda Civic, but it wasn't like it was just a normal car around Knock Hill. So um I think I can't think of what else I've driven. I think that's probably about it. I mainly just done like in the last year I've just really done single seaters. Um oh a dream of mine, I would love to try a GB3 car. They are so cool. Yep. Oh, they yep. look they look amazing. I'd love to get the opportunity to drive one of those. I think it would really hurt as well <laughs> physically. Um yeah definitely but no my think my, my favorite so far honestly a lot of people so i did a video where i rated what i drove oh i also drove the Megal um single seater i did a video where i rated all that stuff and people were like oh my god you put the touring car lower than um the f4 and i was like well yeah because the um downforce you know you can go you can exactly. go faster around the corners <laughs> so it's yeah. just the touring car was amazing it was still really fast but it's purely because of the fact that i love in single seaters that the downforce allows you to go into the corner so fast and around them i love that about it it's, there's no other feeling like driving a single seater um yeah my favorite would definitely be the the british f4 well as well drove i say italian f4 it's basically the, the exact same car because i did that in maranello um at ferrari and that was an experience that was really cool mm-hmm. and what's um like uh, i don't really know much about them but my brother he's uh he was racing in a toyota 86 that we have a toyota 86 series here in australia and then he went over to New Zealand and he tested, I think it was an F3 car. And he said like, he was going around a corner and he felt like he was going to like pass out. Like, how is it transitioning from, I guess, a car or a go-kart in your case to then a, a bigger, scarier, faster car that's got a lot of downforce and, um, you know, heavier around the corners? Like, is it a big change? Like, does it take a, a while to settle into I would say, well, if you went straight from karting to single seaters, definitely. But obviously, I had, I had Saxos in the middle. I mean, even, yeah, of course, yeah. Even Saxos, I felt that a bit, but I did settle into it so quickly because realistically, it's not it's not ridiculously fast. It's for juniors, and um, obviously, when I was first in, I was like, ah. But then I settled into it after a while. Um, but no, I do remember my first day in the GB4 was at Silverstone did Silverstone National and I was just like oh my god this is amazing I was so slow like I was so slow but I just because I just can't describe it it's like no other feeling like it was just unreal um but I was you know I was very annoyed last year because there's no wet races I was so upset because I love when it rains and at Brands Hatch it rained in our test and you're in day, Europe. And I, was, 
I was third quickest on the test day in the rain. So I was like, please rain. And oh. we didn't get one single wet race. I was so upset. Oh, God. But um, in 2022, I mean, you had a pretty good season finishing up ninth in the standings against a, an impressive field of drivers. So I guess how was the season for you? What were some of the highlights and the big moments that stood out? To the public eye, I don't think a lot of people quite understand how difficult it was for me. I, I did, I'm not going to lie to you, I did struggle a lot mentally last year, um, just purely because of the fact that when you're a driver and you work so hard, um, and, you know, I've had like, my trophy shelf, you know, I've had all these successes, and you just expect it to continue, but you don't understand, you know, like I said, the testing. If I had the testing, I would probably, I, I would have definitely done a lot better. Um, but it's just, it is really difficult when I've had those lows which I had quite a few of prior to my, like I just had no experience and I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't really have a coach until Brands Hatch, which was like the second or third last round. And that's when I got my highest um, highest finish, which I started seventh and I finished fourth. So I almost had a podium finish, you know, finally getting my coach. Cause I'm not, a lot of people say like, oh, I was born to do it. I'm definitely not one of those people. Um, I'm, I have to be coached but when I am coached I am fast and I did prove that at Brands Hatch um, but then I had Donington was our last round and I had so many I'm not kidding I had loads of mechanical issues like I was breaking into the corner and the throttle um, sensor wasn't working so it was still pushing me on and it wasn't stopping the car correctly and it was just and then obviously I had an incident as well which was unfortunate to end the season that way I was really upset about that but you know it's just it's a more sport I guess but it was definitely a learning experience, I'll say that, and to the least. Um, it was difficult, though. It was really difficult. Um, but I'm so grateful that I got the option. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, you've got to have these years that are really not the best to then progress. So hopefully, I can. Hopefully, once I get the budget for this year, I can go into it and I can, you know, just. Come back better. <laughs> and That's hopefully good. it's all good. I'll still have lows as always, but I'm hoping I have a lot more highs than last year. And it can be so hard to just like remain positive. It's so easy to be yeah, like, oh, you'll be really fine. Difficult. Just enjoy it. It's like, no, there, there's so many factors that go into it. But I mean, it's like you said, you know, from the outside, you just, you look like you're doing such a great job. You look like you're handling it really well. But yeah, of course there's going to be, difficult times I've had quite a few times where I've just taken my helm off and I've just left the truck and walked away for a bit just to catch pressure it is it is really difficult I don't think people understand I think one of the worst things is when I was in high school so I did leave school last year so that's like that I left the youngest I could possibly leave I was like I'm getting out of here immediately I hated high school had the worst time ever I had the worst time with friends, like friend groups just kicking me out because I was away racing all the time and I wasn't, I didn't have time for them. But I still saw them in school, but they just, you know, and they made up rumours and I was like, oh, I'm so done with this because I don't like drama. Can you just keep it away from me, please? It's so another just, was, mental I'm, thing you don't need, especially oh, when you're trying to, to build a career. So I just, yeah. I got out of high school as soon as I could. Um, but I think when I was in high school, it is really difficult, I think, I like I do feel for the younger drivers who are you know going from a race weekend 
doing well or even doing well, I think doing worse is even 10 times worse. And then, you know, that straight to that Monday, they have to go straight back to school. Like it does literally just, I think a lot of, not even yeah. just motorsport, loads of athletes get that, whereas their sport is such high adrenaline and then they come back to normal life and it just dips them down. So I do, like, I feel for younger kids who have to deal with that, who go to school and high school, because um, I, didn't, I didn't deal with that well when I was there. But I'm quite lucky now that you, most of the time when I come home, I'm coming home, and then I can just go, I can wake up when I want. I still usually relatively wake up decent early, and then I go, I go straight back to training, or I go to college. But I actually enjoy college now, and it's with all my friends, so I'm happy there. <laughs> and you said they're all race car drivers as well, didn't you? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, obviously the series that you've just come from, it kind of puts, uh, it can put drivers on the path to um, Formula One and stuff like that. So for you, what is your long-term racing goal? Like if you could just say into the future exactly where you want to be. If I could get to Formula One, I would say that. And I would say my seven-year-old self would 100% say that because I actually wrote it in like my primary, like goals for the future I think I still have that somewhere actually and um, but when you look at it realistically and you bring money into it like I've been told references of how much FIA F3 and 2 costs and oh my god you like you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't even believe how much F4 costs let alone like that oh it's, it's crazy money it's just money is the downfall to motorsport but it is a money sport and it's so just great. frustrating um but I just think realistically I, if I could say F1 I would but realistically I think it's going to have to be somewhere in the GT line but currently I'm trying to make it as far as I can in single seaters trying to prove a point to people um, and just show what I'm actually capable of GB4 is not what I'm capable of that is not me people don't know me as a driver yet and um, so I'm hoping I can show that this year and then progress as far as I possibly can with obviously trying to solve money factor and then you know if I don't get as far as I'd like then like GTs BTCC that kind of anything honestly as long as I'm racing I'm happy but I'm currently trying to prove a point in single seaters to show who I actually am yeah great and so tell us a bit about your team kind of who's involved I know you've got your um your sister she's quite passionate about it has she got fierce motorsport is that her thing well yeah well fierce racing now because she does um media for people who ski now um yeah. so she's uh, yeah she, lucy is yeah she's a huge part of my career you know she saved like the things she's done she'd usually cost me a lot of money but because i can just have her for free it's amazing so i should technically it's the same with her, my brother yeah that's the exact yeah, same um, yeah, it's great. Um, she does she she does like my sponsorship proposals, my CVs, like my, all my posts, um, everything you can think of. She does it. She's a uh, yeah, she's really good. I love her so much. She um she's gotten quite protective over the years now. Like when I started going to college, she uh, burst into tears, <laughs> and oh, um yeah, and now she knows that. I'm driving next month, so I have my own like I can I have. I'm I'm free you know I can do whatever go I want she's like no I don't want you to do that yeah. <laughs> she's, oh, that's she's, very, so nice. she's very very protective and she yeah she's good though she's a huge part of it and my dad my dad's been to every single one of my races since day one I think the only thing he's missed is France and Italy when I did girls on track because mum's like I'll do it I'll go with her I'll go to the hot sunny places um and yes yeah, so my dad 
I, he, bless me, he does stress himself out with it though. Like, you know, like like I said, it's a silly season. Like I'm stressed with trying to get budget, but he's even more stressed than me and he's working so hard. Even when he's at work, he's doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing that he's doing for me. Um, he's definitely kept my career going and he's always he's always solved any problems and he's even though we've had lots and lots and lots of fallouts I know he means the best and he's been that he's been my number one supporter from day one um my mum struggles to watch racing because she stresses she's one she's the one you'll see pacing back and forth and I did have to ban her from coming to kart races when I was younger because she the two times she came I crashed so I was like Sharon (laughs) no (laughs) but um she came to she came to all of my um taxo races um and then she started to come to gb4 but because i was having such a tough time because i didn't have the testing time that i needed she couldn't deal with me being upset and me being stressed so she stopped coming to gb4 but then she did come to the last round um so yeah and obviously she was there for me in france and italy and then i do actually have a third sister that not a lot of people know about not gonna lie so that's katie she's actually in the next room i think she's probably streaming just now she does she's into gaming and stuff um, oh, so cool. like, Katie's not she's not a fan of motorsport completely she did come to my last round so she is she's very supportive but she just it's not the noise isn't her thing so she tries to avoid it good on her that's good so as you mentioned um obviously you've got your sister helping out with media and everything um and that's that's quite an important thing to have and also um you know you've you've built up quite a big following on TikTok and and all that and I feel like TikTok is as, as much as it's a fun app and I love it and I'm addicted to it, it is very negative. Have you had a lot of dealings with yeah. with that at all? That's um, the most negative platform, 100%. But the negativity I get is either a 12-year-old boy or a 6-year-old man. So there's that... no in-between because usually other people know I better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there was one video I did actually. So I copied it from a footballer that I know called Ria Bowes. Um, and it's she. So she did it. And it was like the sliding photos. And it was, she said, uh, football girls do it best. And then I did it with racing. And it was like, cap, no, they don't. Oh, look at W Series, that crash at Spa. And I was like, there was oil on the track. <laughs> like, oh, they just frustrate me because they don't know the facts. And it's just like, like realistically like I know it's not like it's not the nicest like words to say but you're being sexist towards me because I was born with something different to you like when you come out the womb you're either a boy or girl based on one thing that's how we determine Mm -hmm. it and that's the one reason that you're being sexist towards me like what I mean I mean it is ridiculous there's in my in my opinion as a driver you don't you do get occasional comments always on media I've had one occurrence once in person. I've had that occurrence where I was at Autosport show um, and I went with my boyfriend, who's also a driver. Um, and, you know, we weren't wearing anything related to motorsport. And I was, we were seeing our other friend who races. We were speaking to him and then someone came over and said to my boyfriend, oh, what do you race? And I was standing there and he answered and then he didn't say anything to me. And I was just like, cool so I'm yeah. just like I was just I was just the girlfriend and I was like you're just the wag oh, just the girlfriend I know I was like absolutely not that is not no um but oh, it is ways I mean fair enough they can't uh, stereotype it but I think the people who get it the worst is for example like my sister because she's not there to race she's just a girl at a track even though she's doing a job 
the guys don't see that like she's had quite a few comments of people being like just thinking she's there just to have a bit of fun and just to see boys it's like no she's not she's here working for me she's not talking to anyone else except me i don't like what's the issue and i just don't get people make a problem when there's not a problem um there's actually an article i don't know if you've seen it there was an article on twitter the other day we don't know who's written it because they won't put their name on it but if i actually get it up one second uh -huh. I have to go into, I screenshotted it. So it was on Twitter and the article was called, where is it? This is not very useful. Oh, there it is. It was called, would W series have sold itself better? And then if you read it, it is horrifying. They, this person, I'm assuming a man, purely, well, because a woman wouldn't write this, um, saying that, women in motorsports should be selling themselves um, in a sexual way. Uh, and if yeah. you don't, and then somebody in the comments I noticed said, oh, the people can't handle the truth. And then the, the person who reposted it said, I'm sorry, you do realize the entry age for W Series is 16 years old. You're saying 16 year olds should be selling themselves sexually. No. Uh, and then so, and oh one, at one part of the article, it says they should have had their suits zipped down. I was like, oh. That is... Like, Okay, this is like, okay, I'm going to read a bit of that article. This you is did. the start of it. It says, many people believe that the biggest asset of the W Series was the sex appeal of the 18 drivers, but the drivers were never exposed in the media in the way that other women in some other sports are, such as tennis. Was this a mistake or just a realistic way? Sorry, just a realistic approach to the way the world is in 2022. It's like what? it's saying, like, why aren't we sexualizing what? women? Are you serious? We are drivers and I'm 16 uh, years old. Then, like, why? Oh, my God. I can't. I know. It's ridiculous. Isn't it? I read it and I was so annoyed. I sent it to every single girl I know and I was like, read this. <laughs> and Susie Wolf, when she did that, she was 19. Think how easily persuaded you can be into yeah. doing something like that at such a young age. And she'll exactly. regret that now. And a different time as well. Persuaded. A totally different time. You can't, that's so, so unfair to put that in an article and say, oh, well, they did it. That's like someone coming up to me and saying, oh, do this. And I could easily get persuaded into it. So that's Danica Patrick in the bikini on the thing as well. But, you know, Danica yeah. was also, that's that was just that era. That was yeah. where it was like, you know, I don't know if um, in England they still have like grid girls and stuff, but that's just not a thing here anymore. No, um, so we have it for British GT and BSB, um, so British Superbikes. Um yeah, we have. And we do have it bikes, for touring well. cars as well. Uh, but it's, uh, I mean, I don't think. To be fair, the girls I've met that do that, they enjoy it, which is fair enough. Um, but it's just when it gets too far. Like, there's nothing wrong with the girls. Like, they're all beautiful and they're they're great. They're they're doing their job. But it's it's more. Um, like I remember when I was young, and because my dad he was a driver, and I used to see it. And, I, and this is what I mean where representation is so important. And we say this a lot in this podcast. And I remember seeing that. No one told me that you can't be a driver. You can't be a videographer. You can't be a photographer. No one said that to me. But because yeah. I was only seeing girls at the racetrack working that were dressed up like that. I remember saying to my dad, I want to be a 4X gold girl, which was kind of one of the, um, they had like these... I think they were the, the grid girls back in the day, like back in the day. 
I remember like even seeing there'd be some men that go up and get photos and then, you know, they'd, they'd have their hand really low on them and then they'd give them oh, a kiss yeah. on the cheek. And I remember looking at that just yeah, being yeah. like, yeah. that just feels so weird. And I was young too. I feel like it's coming along way though. Yeah. Yeah. I will agree on that. I, the thing, it's a really, it's a really tough like conversation because there is issues, but I will admit, I do think sometimes people do over dramatize it like I get a lot of questions like oh what do you think of the diversity in the sport and all this and that and I'm like there's not an issue I get I've like all the boys I race with apart from one when I was in karting all of them have been so respectful to me you know as soon as I put that helmet on I'm just a driver it doesn't matter it's all down to my skill my capability what I can do what I've learned what I know it doesn't matter my gender like it genuinely doesn't like think about how ridiculous it actually sounds like people are what i don't get it and then people say i that's the one you get on tiktok oh why is there no girls in f1 sorry please look at the amount of people in motorsport look at the amount of boys versus like girls then look at the amount of boys struggling anyway (laughs) then look at the financial like do you understand like you have to spend millions to get to formula one even if you're the best of the best you have to spend millions no matter who you are like it's so difficult but then there's also that's just for like that can be the occasional 12 year old just formula one fanboy there's if you're a genuine motorsport fan there's other pinnacles of motorsport you have indycar you have nascar you have touring cars like you have so like there's so many other options that women are actually there like just look at it please like it doesn't matter there's just a small amount of us and people like oh how do we get more women into the sport Girls aren't interested in motorsport. Like, typically they're not. It's not really a sport I would say girls are interested in. And fair enough, I will say some girls are scared to start because they're like, oh, I don't want to get judged, which do not be scared. Just start because guess what? Not a lot of people actually care. It's just the people who know nothing aren't, and aren't actually in the sport. Like, they like their po- points are irrelevant. Like, I just laugh when I see content like that now because they don't know me. They don't know me as a driver. Like, they know nothing. Um, just do it. Just join the sport. But I would say, typically, like, girls aren't that interested, which is fair enough. It's just not their thing, really, which is I've been lucky enough to fall in love with it and I've stuck with it. Do you think that comes from, you know, I guess boys – you know, like when you have a, a young boy and you buy him like a race car and then you'd buy a girl like the Barbie doll. Do you think that just comes from society values? Societal? Yeah. Yeah, I will admit, I think that does definitely affect. But even saying that, like I grew up playing with Barbies. Like, yeah, so it's just kind of, I was lucky that we, me and Lucy were very lucky that our dad to be fair he did have it on the tv all the time he had some sort of form of motorsport we were lucky that he supported us into start starting it and he's supported us all the way through and um, it's just a shame if anyone has those parents that don't really support them and don't you know uh, like it's a shame because it's it is so many people's dreams like I've seen loads of people comment like oh is it too late for me and genuinely when I say it's not too late I genuinely mean it like it is never too late but it's just like so like single seaters. Yeah, you're not gonna make in single seaters yeah. if you join late. Like that's just bad. That's, re- like, that's, that's way too difficult. Yeah, that's really serious. But if you're aiming for like something different, it's still definitely possible. Like it is it's never ever too late. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really good. You've been lucky enough to race at some amazing tracks. Um, what has been your favourite personally? Okay, in the UK, I'm going to say my top three are Knock Hill. Donington and Brands GP 
I love Not Kill so much, so I'm gonna put that P2 and P1's brand's GP because it's that's where I got my best result, and it's just such a fun track. Like it's so fast. It's just oh, it's just it's an iconic track. You know, Formula One used to race there, and um, so yeah, it's just it is amazing. I do love I do love brands, and I would say abroad wise, I've only driven Paul Ricard and Fiorano. Um, but I would definitely say Fiorano was amazing just because it was Ferrari and it was actually a really good track. It was a bit bumpy, but you know, it was it was fast, it was good flowing, it was, you know, it had everything you could think of. So yeah, I really liked Fiorano. Great. Would you ever um come to Australia? Are there any tracks here that you're keen to try? Of course. I'm tr- as long as I'm driving, I'm keen to try anything. You know? <laughs> Send me over, I'll do whatever I'm told. Great. So you've actually for those listening, Chloe's just come back from the gym. Um, she does a lot of training, but to keep yourself in check and stay race fit, what sort of stuff do you do fitness and health wise with your training? Um, I, well, this looks complicated. I actually was, I did like a video for my sister in the gym about this, like motorsport, you need every single aspect. Like when I say every single, I mean all the way down to your fingers and your hands and the grip level. Like, so today I am, I was doing upper body strength um, and it was mainly just kind of like chest press and then like hanging on the bar, which is obviously working in your grip for like a minute. Um, And then we have like, instead of normal curls, you have your hands that way and just put your arms really straight and that works on that there. So she needs strong forearms as well. You literally need strong everything. Um, So I did a lot of gym this week, actually. So I've just started with a new PT. So actually, Kevin Cuthbert training. um, And my my personal trainer is John. Um, So we did leg day. uh, We did leg day, upper body. And then we had a day where we did cardio and core. um, Because I'm not kidding. Everything needs to be strong. But you need to be lean. Because you can't build too much. And then because you know you'll be too heavy so it's really complicated I think it's more difficult I would say that's difficult for girls is the fact that we're born weaker so I have to work well not 10 times harder like all guys do work really really hard like I've seen loads of guys work really hard but as in I need to train like extremely hard so I can try and get like get to that like that like that physical strength quicker um for example the f4 car I can drive that no bother I'm fine for that but you should always be training for the level above so I'm not doing F3 just to clarify but if I was going to do F3 or if someone said right I want you to drive an F3 tomorrow you have to be ready so that's obviously kind of the goals that I'm driving towards at the minute um but yeah every literally every single part of you has to be strong I think that's more like I said more difficult for girls as well the fact that we naturally have more body fat and you're being told you have to be light but then you have, you know, you have bubs, you have your butt and your boobs, and it just, mm-hmm. you know, affects all the, unfortunately. All the and then your menstrual, your menstrual cycle as well makes you heavier. Like when I was in karting, you know, I was changing, I was taking and adding kilos constantly because it was just changing because you can't control it, and it's, it is a bit frustrating. I have to say, especially for a young girl, I really struggled with my weight when I was young because I'm really tall as well. I'm quite tall. I'm five seven, which is tall for a girl, and I grew Me quick too. as well. <laughs> oh I grew like I grew really fast and so I was already quite heavy for the category I was in in karting and like I like I refused to eat sometimes like I just I like it was awful in karting because of the way um I really struggled with it especially especially so young as well it wasn't fun as like 14 15 it wasn't fun to experience but it's quite nice coming up to cars and 
having more room to build. So I am, I'm healthy now. I eat well. You know, I'm constantly going to the gym. I'm just going to do stretches and safe stuff tomorrow. So then I get on the train on Sunday and then I'm starting again Monday. Um, and I'm actually going to go to, uh, I'm going to start training with um, my hopefully teammate this year. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's difficult, but I do really enjoy the physical side of it. But it is just slightly annoying that obviously naturally guys are just stronger. So it's, it's a bit annoying. You know, when you get into yeah. a bit of a scrap with your mate, it's a joke and then they defeat you and you're like, oh, yeah. Right. It's so, <laughs> it's so weird though, looking at like body shape even. Like my brother, he's so lucky. He's just naturally stick thin and probably similar height to me. So he's just the perfect race car driver build. He doesn't actually have to try that much, but he'd be he's nearly 23 and I'm 21 and I'd be like 10 kilos heavier than him he's just he's a stick and like I'm and I'm skinny it's so weird looking at it like that I was like looking in the mirror today and it was like when I stand to the side like I'm extremely slim and like I I do course I have definition um and hopefully we will have a six-pack soon hopefully Um, (laughs) but then when I stand forward like I'm quite curvy but I look I look like I look a bit wider but then it's just like why like it's just you just have these extra bits that I don't they don't need to be there but they're there and it's just oh, <laughs> oh I know the female body it's a complicated very complicated place it is but it's amazing it, it, really it is, is amazing what our bodies do and it's really cool but no you're right like you got to manage things like your menstrual cycle as well because that can you know even in racing that can have an impact on your ability your mood your motivation all oh, things mood. like that yes oh yeah absolutely if i'm moody i need food yeah <laughs> that's 100%. something i've learned recently is when i'm moody it's because i'm hungry and um, so i just eat something <laughs> yeah yeah i've yeah Good. i've been i've been given like a kind of meal plan now so that i can still so i've i've built up quite a lot of muscle now and it's just kind of but the thing is it's, it's built up a bit of like like I, my arms are. To be fair, I'll be honest. My arms are quite strong. Like, see, for a girl, like I can do quite heavy weights. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm impressed with myself. Yes, Obviously, girl. I'm still aiming for higher. But it's like when you squish my arm, like it's still it's got a bit of fat around the muscle. So now it's making myself more lean, so that I then obviously take weight off it, and then it's kind of just like juggling that about and making sure it works well. Good, you're onto it. You're onto it. Sounds like you got a good routine. All right, and um, I guess just in general, like, what do you get up to when you're not racing? I know you mentioned you do college on and off, two weeks on, two weeks off, and yeah, you're still quite young, obviously. So, what kind of stuff do you get up to? Well, I used to play hockey actually, which I loved so much, but I did have to stop because I was just committing too much time to racing. I couldn't, I could, like, I was always on a Saturday. I had a match, and I couldn't ever make it because I was away. Um, so I unfortunately stopped that, but I still have a love for my hockey that I miss dearly. Um, but no, I kind of just like I think for the past two weeks I've been off college. It has just been non-stop training on my sim at the gym, also sending out proposals and you know working on getting some more funding together before the year. Um, so yeah, it's just it is, it is honestly I'm non-stop constantly going, um. But yeah, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It is stressful currently, but hopefully when it's not stressful, it'll be better. But I still wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I love what I do so much, and I'm genuine. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like if I couldn't race, I just I would just 
shrivel up. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else there is to do. Like, I don't see any other point to life apart from motorsport. People don't understand. Like, I love the sport so much and I'm so committed to it. This is my job now and it's what I want to do for as long as I can. And I was going to say, other than racing, what do you do career-wise? Like, do you have a job or is it, is it at the moment no. just full full force, just focus? That's good. That's good. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really have time for a job as well. It's difficult as well being home because of college I go away. It's difficult getting someone to employ me that I'm like, oh, by the way, I can only do two weeks every month because the other term in England. And then I'll miss quite a few days because I have to go testing. Oh, and I have to go racing, which means I miss a full week. So it's just difficult. I tried working for my dad um for three days I was it was supposed to be a week never again it was awful (laughs) I love him but him as a boss not fun he still owes me that money I still haven't got that (laughs) I've got I know but I've got like the only thing I other way I can earn money is like online like I have like vented in like was it depop I've got quite a few things up for sale on there I've only sold one thing so far um so it's not going great but you know if anyone wants to buy anything, on you go. <laughs> That's all right. You're still you're still young anyway, and it's so good that you're going. You're just going full force at your motor racing. I love that. And if you've got and if you've got the ability to be able to do that, and you know that if that means living at home, staying with your parents, and I mean you're still at school anyway, then. That's really good. Yeah, I'm quite lucky that my dad, my my dad is my dad sees it as like usually parents are like okay we want you to work whereas my dad's like no because if you work you won't go to the gym so go to the gym. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. How good. And so for you, I guess is there any driver out there, male or female, that inspires you? Obviously, Ayrton Senna. He's the reason that um me and my sister got into the sport in the first place. So he's definitely the biggest one. Um, you know, I when I watch the Senna movie, I cry every time I rewatch that crash, like every single time. And I'm not an emotional person, but that makes me so sad. Um, I'd say Lewis Hamilton as well. A lot of people dislike Lewis Hamilton, and I don't like the people that dislike him because he is such a lovely guy. I met him in 2019. He was half an hour late for a meeting, and he still made 15 minute time to chat to me. And he was the, he is so so lovely. And like people say, don't meet your heroes, but oh my goodness, he was like I loved meeting him so much it was like Disneyland for my dad um yeah he's just so lovely and people don't like that he's you know he's you know he's expressing well not expressing sorry he's making more awareness of the issue of racism and people don't like that they're like oh why are you bringing that to the sport he's had to deal with that his whole entire life it's a big part of his life and obviously he's gonna try to do something about it why wouldn't you Exactly. When you have that platform, it's so important to use it in the best way you can. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I think he's, I think he's awesome. So talented. Oh, absolutely. People just are so judgy. I think in motorsport as well, people think, oh, you have to be manly and you have to be tough. And no, you don't actually. Like, I'll admit, like, I'm not a very emotional person, but I'm more emotional than a guy typically. Like, if I get a podium, even if it's, like, third place, I'll cry. Because, like, well, hopefully when the time comes. Because oh, hopefully hopefully this year, like, I would cry this year, obviously, in karting, once I got used to it, it was fine. But it's just things like that. They mean so much to you because you work so hard and it's such a Because you work so yeah, hard. Yeah, no, exactly. People just don't really understand that. They think it's so simple. You don't need all that preparation but you do even even in mental preparation like I do that I drive uh, eyes on driver performance we work on the mental side of things because it is really difficult for all base every single driver not most every driver is difficult and um, people just don't see it and we hide it and we 
we just think because it doesn't no one really needs to know that you know but and then they hate on you and it's just like knocks you down a bit more so it's just kind of like shh <laughs> please huge mental game yeah. isn't it huge and so we love to talk about girls on track here at girls on the grid um so can you tell us a bit about your involvement with that yeah so I well so originally before girls on track was even a thing so it was technically dare to be different which Susie Wolf set up um and I was a part of dare to be different from the first year they ever ever started I like I was helping out from a young age um for a lot for four years I did that I helped out at their events um across the UK and that was actually one well in 2019 I was helping at Porsche Experience for a Dare to be Different event and that's when I met Lewis Hamilton because I got taken to the Mercedes factory for a tour um by Catherine Richards who was helping at the event um and it just gave it's given me lots of amazing opportunities you know I met Jamie Chadwick through it as well um Tatiana Claudron um lots and lots of amazing women um and then obviously it changed to girls on track and dare to be different was no longer no longer um a thing and I didn't so the first year I didn't honestly I didn't really know what was happening I didn't know it was changing so I missed my opportunity there um but then I applied for girls on track last year um yeah yeah last year now and um I luckily was chosen and got put forward to represent the UK and I got to pull record and then got to the final and it was yeah it was it was definitely experience I'll admit that not getting it was really upsetting for me um especially because we got told so late we got told in December and you know by that by December you want to know your 2023 plans and so it was then kind of like as soon as I finished that zoom call and got told the results I was like oh my god we need to get on this right now he's going to plan something else like it was just it was just it was a bit I think it was stress for all of the girls you know all I've been speaking to quite a few of them recently I spoke to Alice the other day actually and we're all like need to get this money together you know just to, so we can still race this year it's just a bit difficult I did wish we got told a bit sooner so we could set up our plans earlier but no going to Ferrari was amazing I mean I'll admit it was quite stressful because you know that you're being judged 24 7 like there's all the time but it pushed us to our limits and we learned massively and being able to drive Fiorano that was an honor um yeah it was amazing and working with the team themselves it was just it was like no other experience and um, I'll never ever have something like that again and it was just oh my god it was incredible but yeah yeah even Paul Ricard I think that was extremely stressful because you know you're all sitting there waiting to find out who's going through to the final and you've done that was difficult because that was like that was more days and that was from like seven in the morning till like seven at night non-stop like I was bruised and battered oh my goodness it was it was so difficult but it was so worth it um yeah it was definitely an experience I definitely recommend people enter for it yeah 100% but yeah it's what it is and a huge congratulations to Oriel obviously she was fast and she's good and she definitely deserves it and I know she'll give it her absolute all and she won't let them down and our final question for the podcast is what is your advice for girls who are wanting to race? If you're finding it difficult to get into it or you have questions, message any of the drivers. Like message me. Like I'll admit I do have a few messages sitting in my DMs from a long time ago, but I like it is genuinely just because I've been so stressed with getting some more of the budget together for this year and I've got a lot going on and not gonna lie, I did test like 
two weeks ago. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but, um, um, <laughs> but it's just, it's been a bit stressful, so I've not replied to them. But um, I do have a few messages actually similar to that sitting in my requests but yeah obviously just message any driver hopefully respond i will respond at some point within two weeks i'll try within shorter time than that but it's just a bit hectic at the moment but even during the season i usually like if i see something come through i usually almost reply immediately if not within five days um yeah and any other girls will help as well i think we're very supportive of each other definitely in the sport and we just want each other to do best because we're kind of we are against it at the minute i'll admit um, there's not a lot of sexism, but there is. It's being recognised now because people aren't liking that. We're, there's a lot of us, and there is actually a lot of us, us in the sport now. <laughs> there I is. I know, like a people. So there's not like there is actually loads of girls in the sport now. Realistically, compared to what there used to be. I mean, when I did karting, I only raced one girl, and then when I did saxos, there was two two of us. And then last year, there's four of us. Like, it's just growing and growing. And I've seen loads of young girls come into Carton um, recently as well, which is great. And I met the Fairclough sisters, who are two British sisters who race in the UK. Um, and they were asking me lots of questions. I met them at the Autosport show. And, yeah, they're definitely ambitious. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of them. And it's, it's good to see. I'm happy to see it. I just, I want them to all win. Right. <laughs> Awesome. Chloe, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really appreciate the chat. I've been following you for a while and I'm very impressed with uh, the way you carry yourself and your attitude towards your racing. And uh, yeah, I think there's going to be some great things for you. So um, I'm looking forward to keeping up with it all and best of luck for 2023. Thank you. Big thank you to Chloe for joining me all the way from England I know we had to do it a little bit later in the evening for her and it was early in the morning for me, but we made it work and it was really good to finally chat. Obviously, as I mentioned, uh, Chloe and I followed each other on TikTok. I think we followed each other for a little while, but um, she's got a really cool page. So definitely go check it out. She does a really good job with it. But um, yeah, it was so good to finally talk to her. I just kept seeing her stuff come up and I'm like, yep, I need to get this girl on the podcast. She's cool. But Really good chat and thanks again, Chloe, for joining me. So what's going on in our world? Today is still in America, loving life by the looks of it. I am extremely jealous. I really miss her actually. Tanea, come back. Tanea is missing out on just so much chaos down here, obviously with the whole Gen 3 thing. But there's cars on track this week. Well, there's cars on track now, but I actually get to go out and see some Gen 3 cars on track this week. So I'm really looking forward to that. But um, I'll let you all know how it goes in the next episode. So hope you all have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. You've just listened to another Network R production. 